Hello, Discasters. How are you all doing this lovely day? I don't know if it's lovely where you are, but you know what? I'm just going to assume that it is because we must live in a world where things are positive. So, as you've seen by the title, uh, today's movie is going to be 102 Dalmatians, the sequel to the live action 101 Dalmatians. Uh, I have some opinions about the movie. Quickly, just off the bat, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun and I thought it was cute. I just didn't think it was great. Um, but we'll get into that uh, once we actually get into the actual review and discussion. Uh, but for now, uh, just right off the bat, we're going to go with some very quick uh, Disney headlines here. Uh, so the first headline is going to be, uh, just kind of the, the thing that I'm really excited about, is the fact that we have a little bit of a preview of the uh, lightsaber training that is going to happen at the Star Wars Gal- uh, Galactic Star Cruiser, the uh, next big immersive hotel that they're doing in Florida. Uh, there's a video out with uh, Josh Tomorrow who went to the place and like took a look at it. And it looks actually pretty nifty. It looks pretty fun. Very cool. Uh, you do a little bit of the like the Jedi um, bolt reflective training in there. Apparently, you get a chance to defend the Star Cruiser itself from Tie Fighters and stuff like that. You're able to like put the ship into hyperspace, which is really cool. So yeah, uh, there's a there's a video of that that I will link as well. Uh, and yeah, it's very short. It's like a minute and a half, but it, I think it's fun. Uh, other news is that, uh, for this next destination D23 expo that's coming up, uh, there has been some news regarding, um, Bob Chapek's, uh, involvement and it is apparent that he will not be attending. Now, the fact that he's not attending, even though he's making up a bunch of excuses, honestly, I'm not at all surprised. I feel like he doesn't actually care. I feel like he is just some just some big wig that's just present and has doesn't give a shit i just don't think he cares so the fact that he's not going he can make as many excuses as he wants it's not going to matter it's not going to change anything i he doesn't care he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a shit about anything about in regards to the company except for how much money he can leech off people the fact that there was a whole petition to get him to be fired i think says i think says it all but regardless, uh, next little bit of news uh, is another video clip. It's a video of, uh, and it's actually quite topical. Uh, it, there will be a nice uh, video addition to the uh, interactive queue of uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Florida. Uh, we will be having Nova Prime uh show up so we are have there's a video showcasing glenn close who will be reprising her role as nova prime and i found it quite funny because it is very uh topical that's not really the right word but it's very correct because this movie that we are discussing is of course 102 dalmatians uh which stars glenn close uh so without further ado i'm just going to jump right into it um like I said before at the top of the show, I actually really like this movie. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was awful. It's not great, but it's also not terrible. It's it's got some good funny moments. Um I think it's cute. It feels low budget, which is interesting, which is kind of the thing. Uh even though they have Eric Idle, who is the voice of the talking parrot in it. Um 
Woodsworth, I believe his name is. Uh, Waddlesworth, sorry. Uh, yeah. And so to have Eric Idle, I think, is is kind of a fun thing. But I'm jumping. I'm jumping ahead. Uh, so the concept of this movie is that it takes place three years after the events of the original 101 Dalmatians. And the idea is that Cruella has been in prison and she's been uh, trying to be uh, rehabilitated and everything. And the way that they're doing it is that they're, I think it's, I think they went through like, uh, uh, like a hypnosis type thing, but they went psychological with, with her. And apparently she has been cured for her desire of fur coats and her obsession with spots and everything. Uh, by a doctor named Dr. Pavlov, which I just thought was funny because there is an actual real Dr. Pavlov, Ivan Pavlov, uh, who uh, was a Russian doctor uh, uh, for, uh, I believe it was uh, physiology or medicine was a Nobel Prize that he ended up winning. But I do believe there's something to do with psychology with him because there's this idea of like the of. Uh, a Pavlovian response, which I think, if I'm if if, if I'm right, uh, has to do with the idea of um, rewarding for uh, good behavior and uh, and receiving like negative responses for bad behavior. I think that's what it was. I think if I'm right, that's what uh, the Pavlovian. Uh, thing is uh there's a thing called like pavlovian conditioning which is basically conditioned learning uh which again has to do with basically teaching good uh reward for good reward for good behavior and uh punishment for bad behavior that's that that's that whole thing so i just thought it was really funny that they had a doctor named dr pavlov in the movie to do that anyway so the idea is that corella has been rehabilitated so she's being put on probation but has been warned uh, that if she breaks this parole, that the re- the entire remainder of her fortune is, which is roughly about eight million pounds, is going to go back to all the dog shelters in the Westminster area. So that's kind of this thing that that that's that's the um, that's the Chekhov's gun of all of it. I think is what it is. And so then she goes to uh, this probation officer who uh, deals with the cases and everything. And uh, the probation officer is reluctant because she has a Dalmatian. She has two Dalmatians. And one of the Dalmatians that she has is Dipstick from the previous movie. Is one of the puppies from the original 101, the, the famous 101 Dalmatians from, the, from that litter, from the original 15 that we had from the previous movie. He grew up and is now owned by this by this uh, probation officer. Now, we see that the puppy or that the Dottie, uh, uh, Dipstick's mate, gives birth to three puppies, which personally, I don't know. I don't know because, like, I don't think, like, I've never heard of a dog only giving birth to three puppies before. That's that's way too few. That's way too little. But anyway, so we've got the three puppies. Uh, They're all super cute, but one of them is left without uh, is completely white, even after the other two puppies have got their spots. So this one uh, Dalmatian is effectively an albino Dalmatian. Uh, but she's loved all the same, which is all very nice, and, her, and she is now named Oddball. So 
This probation officer gets Cruella. Again, we're super reluctant to do it. And then Cruella finds out about this uh, dog shelter called Second Chance. And so this rehabilitated Cruella wants to try and, you know, prove to society that she has, in fact, been changed and that she has, in fact, uh been rehabilitated so she goes to this place which is super run down it's on the verge of it's on the verge of destruction like the people who work there are on the verge of being evicted uh a gentleman by the name of kevin shepherd owns the place and actually employs one of the other people from this probation officer uh, uh whose name is chloe so chloe has another person that she works with who's on probation uh who works at this place, uh, which is being, uh, which is owned by Kevin Shepard. So Corella goes to this place, basically buys the place, uh, in order to save it because she wants to use it as like, a, effectively what it is, which is like a dog shelter. And so all this good stuff is happening. Time goes on and it's proving, proving, proving that, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe she has been changed. Until there's a moment, there's a scene in the uh, in the doctor's kind of work area. I don't know. It looks really creepy. It looks like a, it looks like it's super illegal. But uh, one of the one of I guess one of the doctors or whatever is watching the television, and then Big Ben sounds uh, on the television, and then all a bunch of these other animals, because I guess this this doctor works with animals uh, who have been conditioned to work or to have been properly trained not to attack certain other animals suddenly they start freaking out and it's and we find out that there is a trigger to basically negate all of the rehabilitation hypnosis or whatever mental stuff and that is big ben the irony is that chloe her office sits in a building that is across the street from the actual big ben so corella comes in one day uh and then she hears the big ben chime and then you see this is an interesting thing because you see as she slowly begins to transform her hair which has since been nicely sculpted and it's all nice and big but it's all it's not frayed or whatever suddenly begins to like sprout sections that like break off from the rest of the forming of the hair and so we kind of get this idea that oh she's slowly going she's reverting and so she leaves the office and you see like the shoulder pads start get pointy again. And then she starts growing like these claws again and she goes crazy and she starts seeing spots everywhere, like literally people covered in spots. And then we pan out after she's kind of fully regained her Cruella-ness. The entire city of London is covered in spots. So we know she's officially reverted back to the original way that she was before. So she realizes that she needs to keep this hidden because, of course, she needs to maintain this facade that she has, in fact, been changed. Now, she does still continue the idea of wanting to get uh, to create a Dalmatian coat because she's bitter, because she, you know, is just mad. And so she concocts a plan to... Again, kidnap a bunch of Dalmatian puppies because, you know, why not? And then she decides to work together with this uh, this fur designer uh, who just happens to be in town. Uh, his name is 
Jean-Pierre Lepelt, because why the hell not? And so she goes to him and basically proposes that they work together to create the Dalmatian coat. Uh, and so he agrees to work with her because apparently Cruella has been Lepelt's inspiration and is like, and so she highly, or he highly reveres her and all this other stuff. So they agree to work together. Now, still keeping with this facade, uh, she finds out, or she she knew that if she were to break the, the parole, that uh, all the money would go to the second chance dog uh, shelter. So she concocts a plan to make it so that Kevin is the one who gets framed for all the dog nappings that begin occurring. Because obviously a bunch of dog nappings are occurring because Corella is just right on it right away. She's sending Alonzo, uh, her little henchman, to go out and do everything. And so he plants the dogs in the shelter and a list of addresses and everything. And apparently, and like, she even presents the motive that like, if her parole were to be broken, he would get all the money. And so she's like, is that not motive? And so basically frames him. And it sucks because Chloe and Kevin are, you see a budding relationship between the two. They went out on a date. He explains everything to her. And so, She's sad because she thinks that Kevin is a bad guy and everything. Um, but basically, the scent is off of Cruella. Basically, they assume that Kevin did it uh, because he has a history, apparently, of dog napping. We later find out that it was actually because he freed a bunch of dogs that were inside of a lab because they were being tested on. So we find out that his motive was actually uh, a good motive, a true motive. I don't know, a pure motive? I don't I don't know how to exactly to put it, but basically we find out that Kevin is actually really he really is actually a good guy. So, that's nice. Now, still Cruella continues her plan. She actually invites Chloe with her dog over to the Davila estate, which they since fix up, and for a little dinner party inviting the dogs as well. Again, trying to maintain this facade that she has in fact changed. Now, while at the party, she sends Alonzo, or no, sorry, she sends LaPelt to go and kidnap the final three dogs who are uh, uh, Chloe's puppies. Uh, and at the same time, Chloe finds out that she has actually reverted back to her old self. She is actually crazy again, and she is actually the one who is uh, guilty of all of the dog nappings. Everything finally clicks in. And so we jump into the third act of the film where... Uh, Corella basically takes all the puppies that she's kidnapped again 101 uh but because she she added she ended up adding a hood to the code and so now she's like 102 dalmatians uh in order to make the hood and so she sends all of the dogs down to uh, uh lapelt's like sweat lab basically or like his like um sweatshop in paris uh because again he's on her side and so he wants to make the thing too because he wants to be inspired again. And so uh, they find out that uh, everybody's going to Paris. So they chase, uh, or actually, Cruella and LaPelt, thinking that they have won, are on the train, are on the train to, uh, to Paris. And then Kevin and Chloe follow them. Of course, Cruella doesn't know that she's, that, that they're chasing her, but. Uh, regardless, so they arrive in Paris, they find the, they end up finding the, uh, this little sweatshop, which apparently he's like paying them 50 francs, which is interesting because francs, I, 
wasn't sure whether or not Franks were being used. Uh, okay. So apparently they were legal tender until 2002. Uh, and so this and this movie came out in 2000. So, yes. So but to me, because I've always known uh, I've only ever really known the euro. Right. Even uh, even when I was younger, I mean, I've heard of the I've heard of Franks, obviously, because, again, if they only changed over in 2002, then, you know. Um, uh, but, yeah, so it was just interesting to hear that he was paying them 50 francs as opposed to 50 euros. It was just an interesting little, uh, I guess, weirdly time capsule type thing i don't know I, th- I just thought it was i just thought it was kind of funny um and so they go down they find them uh they find all the dogs they free the dogs uh and then corella chases the puppies into a bakery like into an industrial bakery and then we see a bunch of like physical comedy and like crazy stuff. She ends up getting into the machine where she gets covered in eggs. She gets covered in or she falls into a vat of milk. She gets covered in flour. She effectively gets baked into a cake. Now, here's the thing is that she actually she in the in the giant cake pan goes into the oven and actually gets baked into the cake. Now. Normally, this would kill a person because you are being baked alive. But, of course, this is a Disney movie, so it's supposed to be funny and comedic. And then she comes out, she sticks her hands and feet out of the cake in her head, and she's basically like a walking pastry. It's actually quite funny. The dogs are squirting a bunch of icing and sprinkles all over her. She ends up falling through a door that ends up into the actual bakery, and then that's where she gets arrested. So, happy ending. Corella's arrested. It ends up, uh, Alonzo ends up kind of turning on Cruella because he's kind of over all of her bullshit because she treats him terribly. Uh, And so he shows up at the Second Chance uh, dog shelter with the check for 8 million pounds. Now, the thing is, is the reason it all goes to Second Chance is because they are the only uh, dog shelter in Westminster. So they get all the money and now they're able to sustain the the dog shelter and everyone's happy so all in all a happy ending now again i thought this was a fun i thought it was a fun movie i do think it was i do think it was kind of meh in general um i probably won't watch it again but it's a cute story and it's a nice story of people just really caring about dogs and wanting to make sure that everyone's you know that everyone's safe and everyone's taken care of and it's actually highly endearing i really i really liked it i thought it was very sweet uh, there is a fun moment in the movie uh, because Chloe and Kevin go on a date. And uh, so they leave the dogs at the apartment. And so Kevin has like a bunch of dogs that he kind of carries or that he brings around with him. One of them is a parrot named Waddlesworth, as I mentioned earlier, who thinks he's a Rottweiler. Uh, so I th- so <laughs> that's very funny. Um, but basically comes uh, comes to Chloe's apartment with a bunch of the dogs. And then they bring over... Uh, a movie to play for the dogs and for the puppies and they instruct the dogs like okay so once the movie's over that's when it's time for the kids to go to bed it's just very cute and uh, the movie they end up watching is lady and the tramp which i think is adorable because during the date they end up cutting between the watching of the bella notte scene and then while chloe and kevin are actually eating spaghetti and so there's a like a cute little uh cut between the two scenes uh, to, to, just to kind of like mimic each other and to make it a little cuter and stuff like that. It's it's fun. I think it's I think it was cute. 
this movie starts off, by the way, with like the opening credits of like a bunch of spots kind of flying around and uh, oddball is there and and she's kind of like seeing all the spots and everything but like it opens with like this weird or like this in weird r&b song that i don't actually like know what it is um but it's like this r&b song uh <laughs> That's all about spots and dogs and I don't know. It's it's just a very it's just it just makes the vibe very different, and I think that's what it is. Is that because it started off so strange, the whole vibe of the movie was just different to what I guess was expected to a degree. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a it, it you. You don't go into this movie thinking, oh, it's going to be like 101 Dalmatians, which kind of feels like um, not necessarily a heist movie, but like an escape movie. No, because like Corella effectively, she almost wins. Like they get to the sweatshop and LaPelt is like ready to kill these dogs. And that's the other thing is that like this movie, I think, really turned up the level of Cruella's kind of insanity because like in the in the previous one I don't feel like it didn't feel like she was actually you know it didn't feel like she was actually for lack of a better word it didn't feel like she was actually crazy it just felt like she was she I don't know whereas in this one it actually feels like she's mad it actually seems like she's lost her marbles so I feel like the characters are almost different, of course, but still, Glenn Close does a phenomenal job. She is perfection in this film. Nothing wrong with her. I love it. But I also feel like they made this movie partly as uh, banking on Glenn Close, I suppose. Like, they basically were like, okay, everything you did, let's crank it up to 11. Uh, and it, it really feels that way. It really feels like they turned up the, again, for lack of a better phrase, they turned up the crazy with Cruella. And that's the interesting thing, is that, like... All this obsession with Cruella DeVille. And then I think people forget this woman wanted to slaughter puppies. She wanted to take puppies, kill them, skin them, and make a coat out of them. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty villainous. Like, that's, like, I don't know, man. Like... Even the animated Cruella is almost at least a little bit endearing because she is so cartoonish. You like you can't believe she's real. But like I don't know, man. Like this movie really just kind of really cranks it up, and it's very very difficult to like her. Like I kind of liked her in the beginning because she seemed nice, and you know she wanted to take care of the dogs and wanted to invest in dog care and in the dog shelter and everything. So that was nice. But I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this movie was uh, directed by uh, Kevin Lima, uh, who has directed a number of other things like a goofy movie, Tarzan uh, and Enchanted. Uh, so that's probably why the movie was still OK, because it was directed pretty well, even though like he'd done uh, uh, mostly animated stuff, uh, even though Enchanted. Uh, is a live action film and then the movie's budget was 85 million dollars which is like a really high budget i think well maybe it's not 
I don't know. It's 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 still really hard for me to kind of really understand what is a high budget and what's not. But the budget of the movie was eighty five million dollars, and in the box office it made one hundred eighty three point six. So it more it, it 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 did end up making its money back, including the what it probably would have made for um uh what's it called uh, for advertising or what it would have paid for for advertising. So that's nice. So that's at least something. So the movie wasn't a complete flop. So that's good. Uh, it opened uh, third position behind M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable and Ron Howard's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, it was $67 million in the U.S. and $116.7 million in other territories, uh, bringing the total, as, as I said, to 183.6. Uh even though it did technically gross less than the original. Uh, it's not sitting too high in terms of reviews. And honestly, like, I'm not really all that surprised just because, again, like, it was it was the sequel, but it just, in general, it was, I don't know. It, it, it's fun, but it's all in all still, like, a weaker movie, it feels like. There's something about it that that's, like, it's very backgroundy. I feel like this is definitely a background movie. Well, all in all, again, it's not awful. If you want to watch it, go ahead. Um, you're not losing anything by not watching it. But if you want to see a cute video or a cute movie of adorable dogs doing adorable things, there's a moment in it when they do a kind of a redo of the of the Twilight Bark, uh, where it's Oddball who is the one sending the message saying that uh, the family is being kidnapped. And it's instead instead of going to other adult dogs, it's all puppies. And so basically, they redo the Twilight Bark just all with puppies. And that that scene alone was just super super cute, like so cute. Just all the puppies, so many puppies. They were cutting in between. Like there was a there was a moment where you saw the queen's corgis. You know it's the queen because there's a crown on the ground. Even though, like the queen's gonna have her crown on the ground. Anyway, but you, that's how you know it's the royal corgis. But there's little corgi puppies, and they're the tiny little potatoes with legs, and they're adorable. And there's one little puppy who's, like, on a on a tugboat, and he, like, presses the button to, like, for the announcement. That's really cute, but it's just all puppies, and it's cute. And then when it gets to – when the message gets back to Waddlesworth, because he's, he thinks he's a dog, and so he can understand dog – He's like translating to Kevin because Kevin's in prison at this point for, after being uh, framed by Corolla. And he's like saying he's like it, like speaking in baby, basically, like uh, like twee puppies kidnapped, like taken and stuff, but like using baby talk effectively. And so Kevin is kind of having to decipher what it is he's saying, but he's trying to decipher from baby talk. So that's the interesting thing. But I thought that was an interesting point because I was like, oh, yeah, they're they're puppies. It's puppies who are talking. Because, of course, we associate puppies with being infants. Um, so that was just a cute little thing that I think was fun that they added. Um, so, yeah. All in all, I don't know. I'd probably give this movie like a 5. 5 out of 10? 5, 6? Again, it's not an awful movie. It's just not... Uh, it's not great. It's not bad. It's meh at most, probably. So, yeah, so that's kind of the general discussion and review of this movie. Um, next week, we're going to jump into – we're going to finish off with the the Dalmatian series with with uh, Cruella, the actual uh, – the film uh, Cruella itself, which goes into Cruella's um, backstory and origin because why not? 
Uh, oh, here's the other interesting thing is that when Cruella was quote unquote rehabilitated, she stressed that people not call her Cruella. She wanted to be known as Ella. And so that's an interesting connection between that and the and this remake. Uh, so I thought that was actually kind of interesting. Uh, just a cute, like a fun little uh, connection between uh, this and Emma Stone's Cruella, especially because uh, I do believe uh, Glenn Close, I thought, oh, I thought she, oh, no, I, apparently she didn't. For some reason, I thought I read somewhere that Glenn Close had actually helped produce the Cruella movie. But I suppose I'm wrong. Well, I'm wrong. Uh, oh, no, it says right here. Uh, Stone was cast in 2016 and also serves as an executive producer al- on the film alongside Glenn Close. Okay, so yeah, but for some reason, it's just not here in um, uh, in the listing of, uh, what's it called, on the Wikipedia page. Also, I'm wrong. Uh, her name is not Ella in the movie. It's Estella in the movie. Uh, although I thought at one point she does go by Ella. Anyway, we'll figure it out once we actually see it. But next week is going to be Cruella. I'm actually quite excited to see it again. I genuinely enjoyed uh, Cruella when it first came out. I thought it was actually done pretty well. Uh, visually, it's fucking beautiful. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of go back to it and give it a good proper look at and good proper review. I remember like we, we already touched on it uh, a few months ago, uh, or actually when it came out back in May. Uh, myself and Fairleth, so it'll be nice to kind of give, give, have a good hard discussion about this movie uh, coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you all for joining me, and uh, I hope you all have a very pleasant and uh, blessed weekend. And yeah, ta- uh, we'll 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 chat with y'all next time. Bye.